0: Welcome to the Healthy Beast. I'm at Elevate Martial Arts and Strength in Richmond, West London, with the owner Trent Scanlon. Now, as martial arts fans, we've been very spoiled compared to other sports fans. The UFC's been going gangbusters pretty much every weekend. But as martial arts practitioners, it's very different. The gyms aren't aren't open now, and it looks like there's no prospect for them opening in the near future. So, do you have any inside knowledge that might... Give us some hope.
1: Well, we uh, we live in hope every day, Richard. The whole industry was hoping 4th of July was going to be a good time to open our gyms, albeit under changing conditions. But uh, Bojo said no and uh, opened the pubs, but not the gyms. So the whole industry scrambling, just trying to figure it out, trying to prepare our places for when we can get people back in and, and focus on physical health and, and mental health.
0: We all want to do that, but in terms of a time it might happen, we don't know yet,
1: right? Look, we're optimistic it's going to be sometime in July under strict conditions, uh, but we've got to work with government rulings. We, we've got to kick this virus, and we've got to make sure that we do our role in that, both as a community service uh, in terms of a gym, but also we've got a real focus on improving members' health and fitness, and we want to get back on track and, and get that underway.
0: stories about gyms closing and people going out of business and how's it affected your business here
1: yeah it hasn't been a good year Richard I could uh, tell you that but look we, we were fortunate enough that we've had some members that have been able to contribute uh while we're closed which is allowing us to pay our bills and and keep the keep the lights on uh so to speak um but the big impact has been on our coaching uh, coaching team and uh and our staff there's just no work there's no income for, for them which is really tough So we've moved our business online as much as we can trying to offer cut price sort of uh, classes to to pass on the money to the coaches luckily we're able to get access to some pretty cheap credit in the bounce back loan so we've borrowed some more money to prepare the gym for the for the future or or what we're calling the new normal which is going to be totally sort of focused on making sure that the place is as clean as possible and everyone follows strict guidelines to ensure that we can we can defeat this virus and uh, prevent any others
0: mentioned that the pubs are opening. This strikes me as, I don't know, maybe a particularly British thing that we can go to the pub and drink, but
1: we can't go
0: to the gym and take care of ourselves. It seems to be, they, maybe they've got it completely the wrong
1: way round. Well, yeah, the liquor stores are an essential service, Richard. They were classified early on. I think part of that is there's maybe a lot more people that go to pubs than go to gyms. So maybe it's a more of a populist focus. I don't know. I'm, I'm not involved in that stuff, and I don't concern myself with it. I just focus on the rules, and we, we just try to work within them.
0: Are they clear to you, though, the rules?
1: Oh, no. Look. No one really knows what's happening. Everyone's optimistic of July. We've got professional athletes that have been been able to start training again, but they're under strict conditions. We can't have any in our business. We're going to try to move things outdoors. We, we try to pivot and we, and we try to basically work within the guidelines, but also keep our members safe and, 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 and make sure that they're getting fit and, and staying healthy.
0: So, mention about professional athletes. This is the elite academy status. I think they call it something like that, isn't it? Pro athletes, basically. pro athletes, and so that's only a tiny proportion of people.
1: right? Oh yeah, people that are more highly skilled than I am. So I can't even be more highly skilled. Well, than you it are. is possible. I know you've seen me on the mats, and you know maybe that would be something you dispute. But now th- these these athletes rely on training for their income, and you know this is something that's important. Luckily, the government was able to recognize that, albeit under strict conditions. But we've got a a lot of pro athletes that work with us and and they've been able to mainly work outdoors. There hasn't been anything that we've been permitted to be involved in.
0: So what did you say about Boris Johnson? Bojo said no. So Uh, I would get from that that you're not particularly pleased with how he's handled things.
1: Well look, politically I I think the world is in disarray and, and it's a time where we need strong leadership, clear leadership. But conversely I think We're seeing a lot of the information change. You know, this virus has stumped some of the smartest people in the world. So I can understand both sides of it. I don't really want to sit on the fence, but I've never been in government. But when we're looking at public safety and we're looking at, you know, mental health better than ever before, I think exercise and, and certainly the fitness industry has a role to play. And we just want to start playing that role.
0: You mentioned mental health. I think a lot of people have been trying to stay physically well, you know, I think probably people have been taking more interest in eating good food and wanting to get back to exercise and exercising how they can. But the mental health cost mm. is, I think, incalculable at this stage. Right.
1: Yeah, I've seen you had your father on your podcast and he's a specialist at that and he was worried about the effects of it. I think we're all just trying to battle through this. And, and one gift we've had is we've been given the gift of time. So we haven't really been in this hustle and bustle, having to go to and from work except the essential workers, that we owe a huge debt of gratitude. For us, it's about now, what do you do with mental health? Well, there's physical components of that, there's dietary components, there's access to healthcare, and your father talked about being recalled to the profession because they see a huge increase in demand for people that have struggled, especially people that have been in lockdown by themselves. But uh, I just hope we can do our role where... Martial arts is about progression and it's about sort of discovering yourself and and having the discipline to go through and learn skills that have been passed down for thousands of years, hand to hand. You can't learn this stuff on YouTube. Because
0: that's the thing. All all the stuff that's been talked about, gyms, you know, we've seen these pictures of people exercising a couple of metres apart. You can move running machines and things like that. We've even seen people exercising in bubbles. The whole point of martial arts and the thing that might put some people off, it's a contact sport and you're smashing into each other, sweating on each other. Again, not everybody's cup of tea, but it's part of the sport. And other than at the elite level, there's been no mention of sports where you have to have zero social distancing yeah it's not a meter or two meters is zero
1: you're right so uh, my main sport is jiu-jitsu as it is for you we've also got boxing kickboxing uh, wrestling all of that it's classified as combat sports and we're we're also in the same boat as rugby because the same thing with rugby you know you're clashing in it it relies on physical combat or or sort of physical um, challenges in, in various forms so look We're not sure when that's going to be able to return. We've luckily built a business where we we train high-intensity interval training. We have strength training. We have a lot of other personal training as well. Um, I don't know when we're going to be able to get back into the combat sports and and ensure that life gets back to normal. A lot's going to depend on the smarter people out there, the ones working on vaccines and ones really trying to make sure they eradicate the virus because... I'm not going to solve it, mate. I'm sorry. I'll try.
0: But thats but I think in, in a way, by admitting your own stupidity, you might have hit the nail on the head. The fact that we're all waiting for someone smarter to fix it, but the things we want to do, we've got no real idea when they're going to work. So, I mean, take the pubs. I did not I wasn't mentioning the pubs to say pubs aren't important. Okay, I've got to the point of my life where the gym's more important than the pub, but I've spent a lot of my life... In pubs and I know I know, as, I as know I, I. <laughs> yeah and I know and I know how important they are, but pubs pubs and restaurants struggle to make money as it is when they 're allowed full capacity, so if you have fifty percent sixty percent capacity you 're a businessman i 'm not but you don 't need to be a businessman to say your chance of making money is zero
1: yeah look they're they're low low margin businesses so they 've got to get a lot of people in there to to make money. I hope the government helps them with tax breaks and various uh various rate decreases because Businesses are under pressure, and small businesses are the lifeblood to any economy, and certainly in Britain. Luckily, the small businesses of corner stores and all this have done really well out of this uh, catastrophe or, or challenge or whatever you phrase it. But I think the pubs, are they're going to represent a life of normalcy to people. So I think that's probably the, the, the advantage, people socialising together. I don't know how they're going to make their model work, if they've got to have two metres or even one metres. It might be a 10-pipe minimum, Richard, and you, uh, you and might have to... What's the point in that? Look, I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming if you ask someone in the pub game, they, they're going to be better versed than I.
0: I have, and what they're basically doing is burning money at the moment. They're, sure. bur- they're burning whatever savings they've got, and now yeah. we all know there are vast businesses that can probably afford to go on for six months like this but small, but pub owners. I mean, how many of them have got enough money in the bank to run at the massive losses? that? Help? Oh, they'll it's,
1: it's exactly right. You've got to have access to capital and, and who's going to lend to a business under pressure, especially if they're low margin and they've got these constraints. Now, our business, um, I couldn't rely on this income for myself. This is one of uh, a few businesses I've got. One of my partners, Tommy, my jiu-jitsu uh, head coach and business partner, he's luckily enough, in trading. And Jack, our uh, our third partner, is pro MMA, now pro powerlifting. But he relies on PT income and, and, and really sort of developing athletes. So for him, it's been a, a bit of a tough time as well. And then all of our coaching staff, you know, I feel for these guys. They helped us build this club. And we've contributed as much as we've, we, we can and we've tried to sort of mitigate the, the loss they suffer, but they're the ones that we feel for. And as a viability of the business, well, luckily the local council is pausing business rates and we're able to get access to pretty cheap credit with 12-month holidays. So we've got enough of a buffer to keep things rolling. We're confident we will reopen. But, you know, one of the big things that we can't predict is how many people will come and train. Given the restrictions that we've got, we've got to work at our capacity. We've got to work out how we uh, ensure that the money we're spending is well spent on, on making sure this place is going to be the optimal hygiene place to train. And you see a recent study out of Norway where they did investigate, uh, obviously, how many uh, people could get COVID in gyms. And they had a sample size of over 4,000 people. It was really quite interesting. And they found you were no more likely to get COVID in a gym as you would any other retail establishment. Now, that's a, a pretty small study, 4,000 people. But epidemiologists uh, would probably say they need a bigger sample size. But, you know, this is smart people are starting to look at this. And we've got to realize that people that will have uh, a gym as part of their life to ensure that they fight against heart disease and, and, and all the associated aging issues, they need places like this. They need to be pushed and they need that physical challenge. And that usually spreads through the rest of their life. You've had a good workout. You get the endorphins in. You feel good all day. You're going to be better at home. You're going to be a better wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend. You're going to be a better father going to be a better mother it, it, it just translates all the way through look i'm an optimist and i'm a rational optimist and, and i think we will bounce back but I, I can't give you a timeline i wish i could
0: the, the focus of, of this podcast so far is that i try to find positive health messages trying to find things to be positive about and stay in health as healthy and happy as possible i'm finding it hard to be positive about this at the moment
1: yeah, look, there's there's a lot of negatives. Um, the positives are I, I just again think the gift of time we've all been forced to spend time with. Our direct family members and you know i think that's going to have an impact to being people i'm hearing stories being closer to their to their kids i'm closer to my son i'm closer to my wife and there's some aspects that i've done some things that i wouldn't have normally i've read more i've tried to understand this virus so i've been more medically skilled i understand now i think a little bit more about germs and bacteria and viruses and so there's an element that says Well, the positives are going to be we're all going to be a little bit more hygienically aware. So maybe we can reduce the common colds and flus and all the other things that we spread just from our our sort of general way of life that we're going to be introducing corrections.
0: Yeah, because we were talking about hygiene before, about how we're going to make sure everyone washes their hands, uses hand sanitizer, uses flip-flops before they go on the mat. But these are things that we should have been doing anyway.
1: Sure sure and look we, we rely on people to use common sense well we're, we're going to take that away we're going to make sure there's there's instigated rules that, that are fully enforced we've always had the protection of the mats uh, when we train because we're rolling around on them so you always if you're off the mats you've got to have flip flops we don't have outside shoes being worn inside so whenever you enter our gym you've got to take your shoes off and, and replace with flip flops or slippers or whatever you want to bring sometimes internal shoes and so we're going to enforce that we're also going to use something we've borrowed from thailand you know i've trained extensively out in thailand and we're going to have before you get on the mats you could be stepping your feet into a natural solution of bacteria uh, killing liquid and then step onto a towel and then get onto the mats like we're going to use the positives of this to make sure that we don't spread any germs in here regardless of covid or, or anything
0: yeah i think you're right that it has forced us to when your back's against the wall you have to be positive to keep on going i think that's the thing and and yet there have been great things. The time with the family's been amazing. I think there are lots of parents who, for work and various other reasons, just don't spend that much time with their kids, and, and having loads of that time is, is amazing. And, and yeah, you guess, you guess you just have to think, well, this is my life now, I'm mm. stuck here for a bit. I want to get back to doing normal things, and you have to do it in a positive way.
1: Exactly. I was speaking to your wife, she didn't feel the same. She thought it was terrible exactly. having you around more and your kids were, oh, let, let <laughs> me out. He gonna, when's
0: he going to go? Go and ask Trent when the gym's opening, they <laughs> yeah. were
1: saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's exactly right. I think everyone's going through different struggles at different times. But one of the real key things with, with what COVID has done is it, it's affected everyone all around the world. And, and there's a, something in that bond that I think might be a bit more positive given the political climate, given the extreme polarizations of so many uh, important issues of our times, so well, maybe this is a little catalyst that we need to realise we're one people and, and certainly uh, let us all move forward together. So the rational optimist is out, and I'm, I'm hoping that happens.
0: Well, if you don't mind me mentioning it before, we mentioned this on a podcast a long time ago, we've both separately been through tough times in our life. I smashed my legs up when you had cancer yeah that is the short version of it mm-hmm. and i think when you go through something like that when you're when you feel like your life could be over it does force you to rethink things and, and sort of think right what what can i do now and in fact at the beginning of all this my wife was saying to me you don't seem that bothered about this and i said well it's happened and we just have to get through it the best we can but having had these tough times One of the things that, I think I'm speaking for you, but you can tell me if this is the case, you you need things to help you through. Perhaps you could tell me what, as another man in his 40s, how important martial arts has been to
1: you. Yeah, so look, for, for me it was about Going through struggles that you've electively put yourself in. So cancer came to me. I I didn't. I didn't ask for it. It might surprise you, Richard, but you just deal with it as a time. You put your or you put your life in the hands of the medical community. You just do as as they say. And so that's something that I took away from from that illness and all the treatment. And then I put that passion back into this business. You know, understanding health and high performance. They're the only things that I'm interested in at the moment. I've got a nutrition company, Truth, that's going really well. And I've got a gym that I love that I've had to close. So I've almost balanced the scales of business here. But one thing it taught me with cancer was, you know, you can beat that. You can beat anything. There's a constant little fear when you're going through that. And I think everyone's having a constant little fear as they're going through this time. But I can tell you, COVID has devastated the lives of many people, but it's not cancer. When you get that, uh, that phone call or that diagnosis, that, that really rattles you. So this might not have had as much of an impact on me because I've gone through that. And, and certainly I know your story, it, it's, it's quite extraordinary as well. So maybe because we're a bit more battle scarred that we were able to handle it better. But there's some people that have never faced adversity and never seen things like this. And so I, I don't discount how dramatic it can be in their lives.
0: Well, we, we grew up in relatively untroubled times, I think, and, and people always used to say, old, remember old people would sort of say, oh, needs to needs, needs a good war, you needs to, yeah. need to go in the army. Well, we've had some something thrown at us now, you can't mm. argue with that. Kid, kids are missing school and all these so things. It might not be as bad as being bombed, but it's certainly something that to shake. If, if you were lethargic and finding it hard to be positive about things, it certainly shakes people up.
1: Well, you, your father said that on the Healthy Beasts podcast. Great listen. And what he sort of said is, in the war, from what he studied, was it brought people together because there was this shared common bond. So it's like... The, well, the
0: bond under the
1: bombs. Yeah. Yeah, being Australian, you might not know this, but
0: we, we had a thing called the spirit of the blitz. Right, the blitz yeah. When no, we were, so, that, and this yeah. was, although even my dad was only a baby during the war, but this, this, this concept was passed down to us that when stuff gets really bad, you have to you have to pull together.
1: Yeah, well, and, and this back to back to the point. So we've got industries that have really suffered enormous changes. So the travel industry is—I don't know how that's going to bounce back. The airline industry, we all know about the, the problems they face. So for us as gym owners, like of course, all we're worried about is our immediate business and our immediate training. But, you know, there's an element out there where you just sort of can't even imagine what people are going through in that particular uh, arena. Certainly travel and, and, and airlines are ones that come to mind. But it's, it's back to that resilience. It's back to that mental attitude. We're adaptable as humans. We'll get through this and then we'll be on to the next thing. Maybe it'll be a year, maybe it'll be two years. You know, 2020 is certainly not going to be a year of records for many positives, But I think, you know, we'll all learn a lot and and hopefully everyone uses this time to to upskill whether they've had any issues with their profession. Maybe try a business that they haven't tried before. Maybe just go out and and, and enjoy their lives a little bit more when they've been given the freedom because when you lock people up, maybe they they realise how good they've had it. I think back to the
0: getting through illness thing, anything bad happens, you're suddenly very grateful for what you do have. So, you know, it makes you suddenly grateful that if you're lucky enough to have a place to live and food and we, the little things we can do around here. We were blessed with brilliant weather for the first at least two months of lockdown. So you, I think the gratefulness thing
1: is important. Gratitude, my man. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the secret to this. You know, I've been looking at the Stoics and, and Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and all this, and they talk about some, some interesting challenges they face with plagues and all various things. And these are you know, hundreds and thousands of years ago. And the, the real things that stand out are something that you keep hearing test of time. is just understanding to focus on things you can control and not worry about the things you can't. You know, it's been given so many different spheres of influence, dichotomy of, of control, whatever it's called. It's that same thing. Sounds, if you like, worry. sounds like not
0: only have you learned to read, but you've gone straight onto the hard books.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it was a, it was a podcast. So, okay, you know, yeah, a cheap, someone cheap else would Yeah, not the Healthy Beast, but I've re- <laughs> no, listened to that really. An intelligent one. Yeah, yeah, something you can learn from. Um, but no, it, these things are interesting. You know, I, I, I love the game of chess. So I'm not very good at it, but I like something that's withstood the test of time. You know, now there's a million different apps and cool things that you can sort of go through and watch and play, but... Anything's got the resilience and that's why martial arts is attracted to me because these things can't, they just didn't get made up. You know, they were an amalgamation of things from the fighting class, the shoguns uh, in Japan and and, and all those warrior class in in all the different cultures around the world where they had to battle other humans. Fortunately, the way our world is developed now, we don't have that battle of humans, but we try to learn those skills as well because we think that there's got uh, applications elsewhere.
0: I wanted to pick up something you said earlier. I can see the chaos behind you of the kind of mats all torn up and the gym being remodelled. This obviously doesn't come for free. Are you saying that if you didn't have other businesses, you and the other owners, this gym would have gone out of... I oh, yeah, look, I,
1: I think a lot of gyms will, will face closure or, or, or may really struggle to, to get that. You, we can't offer a service, you can't charge money for it. It's the real simple basics. Luckily, we, we are decent business owners, so we understand we don't try to spend everything. Uh, myself, Tom, and Jack, we teach all our classes in here for free, and, and it's just so we can pay our coaches. And the whole idea is this, is our, this, is, this was my 11th business. And it's probably got the least financial return of any of the others, but it's my favourite business I've ever had. And so it gives us a lot more than that. And so myself and Tom are, are fortunate enough to have other, other business interests, that Jack has been the one that you know really relies on this place. So we're bound together as partners and, and we're, we're going to make sure he's all right. But we've, we've borrowed some money. We're just going to make this place look even better than what it was. And, uh, and for us, that's an important thing that we can give back to our members and our community.
0: If you were in charge, I'm not suggesting it's a good idea, but if you were running things in this country, what, would you, what could we do to make things easier for people like you?
1: Oh, look, I, I think naturally it's, it's all about testing. We've got, everyone needs to be tested. Where are we at with antibodies? Where are we at with this? But I think there's so many unknowns about this, this particular virus. I've got friends in the medical community, one of my business partners is, so I hear the inside as well. And a lot of them are baffled and, and things are changing each month. Look, if I was in charge, the first thing I'd do is look for five smarter people that cover the key areas of obviously health, business, economy, uh, taxation as well because we're going to need to give everyone a boost and then small business. And I'd get them all together in a room. I'd introduce one more person. That'd be an expert on automation or IT. And I'd put them together and say, all right, redesign the British economy. What do we need to do to get us out of this mire? But more importantly, how can we lead... Automation in the future? How can we ensure that we, we really get into AI in this country? Because we're probably a diff, distant fifth or sixth behind China. I think Germany's in front of us. I, I think uh, Israel and probably then the US. We might be fifth or sixth. So we've got to be saying, instead of just coming out and propping up ailing industries, let's push money into things that we know are going to grow over the next 10, 15, 20 years, and infrastructure into AI uh, neural networks and, and just trying to make little incubators there and push that down into the curriculum. I used to do a bit of work in Finland, and all the kids over there at five years old, they'll be taught to code in various ways, and all through their schooling, they'll understand different algorithms and, and how to solve problems with computers and machine learning. Now, there's no doubt the Finns, the Finns punch above their weight in a lot of things, but that that to me was was something that I really remembered. Unfortunately, I'm from Australia, but I'm a British resident, but uh, both our countries have sort of failed to invest in that in the future of the technologies. So AI is is dominated already by sort of the US, China, Germany, and I think Israel is is punching above their weight as well. That's where the money should go for the medium long term.
0: And if you were making selfish decisions for this particular business, because there are obviously frustrations that you don't know what's happening, what what specific things would you do to make this... I'd, I'd give myself
1: a hundred million pounds, Richard, and then I First wouldn't minute. have to worry about this. Um, now, on a serious note, I think you mean for the industry or for... for... To,
0: well, to help the, the situation that we're dealing with now, where, you know, you don't know if the remodeling you've done, of the gym is sure. going to be enough. You don't know whether you're going to... You don't know when it's going to yep. open. You don't know whether you're going to have to go and spend a load more money and fit a load of new things that they haven't yet thought of.
1: Gotcha, Just yeah. Just in
0: the, in the same vein as, like, the information about masks... Don't do wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Yeah, looking for clarity. This is what you, you might. Be yeah, for
1: I, for I you think know. I think you're right. One of the things I'd look at is industry consultation and and making sure you get different owners of gyms all together. All right, what are you worried about? What what's your financial? Uh, position. How are your balance sheets? What What's your access to credit to, to really sort of upscale this? Then you look at the demand side and say, who do we need people to train? And, and and one of the things you find in London where we're based is a lot of times we're at capacity. We need a bigger boat, so to speak. But, you know, we can't find more space. Having D2 regulations on gyms in this country is hard. It's hard to get the right space for the right price. There's elements there where you say, okay, do you do an outdoor or indoor gym? I think I would probably look at getting more consultation in the industry. And certainly for myself, I, luckily, I've got a lot of business experience. So I've been able to navigate some, some pretty tough challenges in starting a business. I think in the UK, you, it is pretty easy to start a business. Access to capital is tougher. I think the banks are still half asleep. I think FinTech's going to disrupt that. And I and I'd welcome it because you go into HSBC as a, as a business bank customer, and you could tell the, the board of directors has probably got an average age of 90. There's no user experience, and, and they just put things in front of you to make it harder. Now, running a business in a high-tax uh, city like London is like that. We pay rent and we pay business rates that are exorbitant, and all they really do is just empty the bins. You know, So I think that's where the government should start. Luckily, this chancellor does look like he is uh, pretty sharp, and he does understand about the lifeblood of small business and, and the rates uh, holiday and, and all the assistance they're trying to do, uh, given the, the underwriting of, of, the, of the C-bills at 80% and then the bounce back at 100 They had to do that. They moved on it relatively quickly. The problem with it is it's going to be popping up... Uh, well, Sorry, it's going to be propping up uh, businesses that are sort of going to struggle anyway. And that 's where we're going to have a big write off, and you know how that works i don 't know Have
0: you had anyone to talk to like when you when you have your frustrations about the, this business during covid has there been anyone in government you can talk to or you just have to google stuff like the rest of us
1: yeah look we, we don't get you know there, there's a few whatsapp groups i'm in with with other business owners and gym owners and jujitsu owners and and everyone's just caught short when the when when Boris is having an announcement everyone's sitting in, and we all hear it at the same time. You know, even the retailers that, that, that were told to open, they are, they got four or five days head start. You know, you can't do that. But I do understand that this virus has changing conditions all the time. We've got to listen to the epidemiologists. We've got to listen and see the R number, and we've got to understand that we all have a role to play. You know, for me, when I first seen the line-up outside the supermarkets there in, in mid-March, it was like a real kick in the teeth. I was thinking, I thought the smart people had this stuff handled and the reality is no this thing spread really quickly and and it did it where we weren't prepared but the real issue has been communication we don't know who to believe everything's thrown out in a disarray and you know a lot of the time you look at uh, leadership for that and and we probably don't have the strongest leaders at the moment
0: well we just have to hope we're back to training soon. If people want to find out about the gym, where, where are you on socials? Because we changed the name a while back. Yes, yeah, so now-
1: we're, we're Elevate Richmond on the socials. We've got a new website. We're up in development because we're we're just changing the place but uh, we're right above Richmond train station Uh, used to be called Richmond fitness club that's still our our name we're now rebranding to elevate martial arts and strength because that's what we do we're here uh, we're going to open the doors just for members for a while we we won't be looking for new business we've got to figure this out and and, and we owe our members for helping us through this time so we're we're determined to put back the the efforts they've given with us with a new and improved club and the same people and, and get our coaches employed and and get them uh, supported as fast as we can
0: amazing well let's just hope it doesn't take too long we're all looking forward to getting back because for me personally i don't ever like to throw any compliments your way but this gym has been and i met for the last five or so years i've been coming here has changed my life yeah not all of the staff are great but 99 (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's I know been, you're pointing at me there, Richard. It's That's been, not, it's, no problem. No, it's,
0: it has. It's been it's been an amazing thing in my yeah. life and, and training here is it means a great deal and I just can't wait to get back.
1: Yeah, and I see you've supported us through this, mate, and we really appreciate that. So we've got a role to play to get people back physically and mentally and we're ready to go on that. Our coaches are standing by, we've got all our online classes. I just feel for them, and, and hopefully we can kick this virus pretty quick and, and keep it away and, and get these doors open, albeit in limited capacity, and then just expand as fast as we did when we first started.
0: Well, anything I can do to help, let me know. I know you're never shy in asking for a favour. I'll ask, Richard. There's, there's a list
1: of things we'll go through at the end
0: of this. We'll, we'll Thanks, get mate. going now. <laughs> Trent Scanlon, thank you very much. Thanks, Richard. Cheers. <laughs> thanks again to my friend and training partner trent Scanlon at elevate martial arts and strength in richmond healthy beast podcast is at healthy beast podcast on instagram and you can visit their brand new and soon to be very good healthy beast website at healthybeastpodcast.com thank you very much see you next week